Welcome into the Football Unfocused Podcast here. I'm your host, Awesome West, alongside me, my other co-host, Lavelle Harris. Lavelle, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Lavelle Harris, and I love playing football. Yes, he does, as we are both <laughs> college students here at the great Buena Vista University here in Storm Lake, Iowa. Our first episode of our podcast starting here today, as we've decided we want to get this thing started, talk about his football as much as we can, and of course, get a little off topic, so... If we do do that, that's the point. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so basically in our podcast, we'll be covering the NFL, college football, and of course our favorite fantasy football right there at the end. We'll go through top performances, major news breaking, and of course some of our favorite games as I myself am a San Francisco 49ers fan and a Hawkeyes fan. And Lavelle, would you like to talk about your favorite teams? Yes, I am a Chargers fan and don't have a college football team. So we're going for Alabama, guys. So Alabama all the way. Roll oh. Tide. One of those bandwagons, I guess, oh. going to the national championship <laughs> for the 15th year in a row. So with that, I think we'll get right into our NFL. Lavelle, would you like to start off with the Chargers? Yes, I would. The Chargers had a good game against the Lions and hard. They couldn't pull it out with two called back touchdowns by the refs. And, but Austin Eckler had a great game with... Uh, okay. Trying to pull up your stats here. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I was on the line stats. But he had a great 17 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown with two called back. Phillip Rivers had a great game with 21 for 36, 293 yards and an interception. And Keenan Allen, of course, had eight receptions and 98 yards. And the Lions had a great game. And they pulled out the dub with Matthew Stafford having 22. I know you don't want to really brag about these lines. You don't have to if you don't want to. 245 yards for two touchdowns and two interceptions. And his favorite receiver that day was Kenny Galladay. Eight receptions, 117 yards, and one touchdown. Good part was I had him in fantasy. So, only good part was. Definitely be talking about a couple of these players (laughs) later, including Austin Eckler, who's on my fantasy team. And we'll definitely be talking about both of those teams. Later here in the podcast, of course, now we'll get to my favorite team, the 49ers, who are now 2-0 and on the season, doing very well under quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> beating the Cincinnati Bengals 41-17 to last Sunday. They're very proud of that as they had some great showings, and Jimmy Garoppolo up for FedEx Player of the Week, I believe Air Player of the Week, so mm. I'm very excited to see if he will win that as... He is now 8-2 and two as a starter for the 49ers after being acquired from the Patriots a couple years ago and tearing his ACL last year against the Chiefs in Week 3. So we're very glad to have him back. And now I think we can get to these major news breaks that we've had, and of course, Ooh. that everyone's been talking about, Antonio Brown. Antonio he had his first Brown. game this Sunday. He was now with the Patriots, if many of you didn't know, with the Patriots after signing with the Raiders as he... Had a big complaint there, and finally was dropped, and then got picked up right away by the Patriots. Very planned. It was planned out there. He planned the whole thing just to go to the Patriots, and he's now in the Patriots, balling out, as we can see. It's it's rumored. We're not quite sure. But Antonio Brown, very average performance, I will say, for him against the Miami Dolphins. Not a very good team. But I'll probably hear that a lot through the next couple of podcast episodes as – the Dolphins, many of their players requesting trades, including Minka Fitzpatrick, well, who's tra- actually got traded. He he's got already- traded yesterday to the Steelers. He's gone out of there. So For he's first-round draft pick as well. So. so he's one of the lucky ones out of Miami. As there were many reports during that game, 
after the game, I should say, that almost 90% of players on that team started telling their agents, hey, we want out. We don't <laughs> want to deal with this anymore. But, I mean, when you got Fitz Magic in the backfield, you can't go wrong. I love Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic's amazing. Oh. Last year on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all I wanted him was to ball out, and he balled out almost he did. every game. And then, like, what was it, week three, week four? They're like, nah, we want Jameis Winston back in, and Fitzmagic went to the bench. Jameis is not that good. I'm not going to lie. He's not good at all. He has thrown the most picks in the past five years in the whole NFL. Most turnovers in the NFL. There's a great uh, graphic by Fox Sports before their game, I believe, against the 49ers, giving up, showing his turnovers, how many interceptions he's thrown, I believe how many times he's been sacked, and it was just the worst stats you could possibly show against him. But anyways, like I said, it's unfocused. We're getting back on topic to Antonio Brown. Four receptions for 56 yards, one touchdown. That touchdown coming off a 10-yard catch over into the end zone. And right after, he had that great celebration. I don't know if you saw that. I saw it. He jumped into the crowd and sat down. Literally, was like, the Miami Dolphins fans were confused and really mean about that. But it's okay. Did his own little version of the Lambo leap over in Miami. And now one of the top stories again this week, well, any week so far, Lamar Jackson going off so far in the 2019 NFL season. Just last game against, I believe, who did Baltimore? The Dolphins. The Dolphins week one they played against. Great game for him. Great fantasy outing for him. So congratulations to all of you that have him on your team. But last year, over the he played the Cardinals last week, and he – Passed for 24 of 37 attempts, 272 yards, and two touchdowns. And rushing, as they say, he is a running back, quote-unquote. <laughs> 16 attempts for 120 yards. At first they said he was the first ever dude in NFL yes, history, he is but he is not. He is not the first one in NFL history. He's the first in the regular season, Oh, as Colin it? Kaepernick has done oh, it against the Packers Colin Kaepernick. in the postseason in 20. 14. One of the greats. Excuse me. One of the greats, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Had a great year that year. And I believe that was the year we... The Steelers we, are thinking about signing Colin I Kaepernick. I have heard when, the rumors. I have heard I'm the thinking, rumors. Hopefully they thinking. do. Because Colin Kaepernick is still, I think, one of the best quarterbacks to ever he, play. Black quarterbacks to ever play. And dual threat quarterbacks to ever play. He was great when he was at San Francisco. Great. He's a lot better than some of these backups. Nathan Peterman, but I mean, I think he would do really well. It's just that public image of him has been kind of tarnished per se and how it's been, so it's hard to see some teams taking a chance on him. But anyways, back to Lamar Jackson as he did that first first ever do it in NFL regular season history, so a great moment for him. I remember a little video from him. He got the game ball from the Dolphins game week one. You know what he does? He does his little running back pose. in the locker room so it's great to see some energy out of him and i hope he continues this as he, he also, might he also beat kyler murray so two heisman winners were going at it and that was crazy kyle murray is one of the next upcoming quarterbacks in the league that you think you think he he's is. gonna be coming he's small but he will he does ball out from time to time he did ball out in his first two games but it started out slow. He's gonna get it. He's gonna win. They're yeah. gonna win. Their record right now is 0-1-1 oh, with that tie in Week One against the Lions. See, why couldn't your Chargers tie against the Lions? Lions, excuse me. Because we couldn't make two field goals. Those field goals. <laughs> Those field goals did kick you. We did watch that game. That was 
That was very rough. And finally, I think for NFL, we're going to wrap this up soon as we want to keep it a little bit even between all of our stories here. A lot of injuries and sicknesses that we've seen over the past weeks. First, we had Drew Brees. He is out for six weeks with a broken thumb, we believe it is. Yes. It's some injury to his thumb. We watched that game we live. Saw we saw Aaron that Donald, happen. Aaron Donald, the unstoppable force he is, came in through and broke Drew Brees' thumb himself. Just snapped it. Going off for a pass and just hits his hand on, I believe it was Aaron Donald's hand as he was passing and just came out of the game. That means young man Teddy Bridgewater, former Vikings quarterback, has to step up for the Saints offense. And I hope he does well. He did it pretty okay against yeah, the I'm Rams. Hoping, he stepped up. I'm hoping they start Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill has been balling for them ever since last year when they drafted him. He plays every position. I'm hoping he plays quarterback for them because he's really good at quarterback and receiver. He's just the best. I think he's the best dual threat right now other than Lamar Jackson. I do like to see Taysom Hill run. run. He trucks players. He doesn't spin move. He doesn't slide. He, he trucks goes them. for the first down every time. And it is great every time. And secondly, we were talking about the Steelers earlier. We're going to talk about Big Ben. He's out for the season. He was just signed to a three-year deal, and now week two he's injured. He's out for the season. And he, like, tears UCL in his elbow? I believe it was his elbow injury, and it's going to take surgery. He's going to have surgery on it this week, and then he will not be back for the remainder of the season. He's very upset about it. He released a letter to uh, everyone, basically all the fans and stuff like that, and it's really heartfelt. I read it myself on Twitter earlier this morning as I was gone my way to class, and it was <laughs> nice to see. And he says he's hoping to be back for 2020 season and 2021 season. So Steelers might have – they're not probably not going to have a good season this year, so they're probably going to get good draft pick. Rudolph might step up, though. Rudolph? He did pretty well in the rest of that game. Still might sign Colin Kaepernick, so we never don't know. know. We don't know yet. We don't know this year. And then one of our – Oddest, I will say, injuries. <laughs> well, we're going to go with the team itself. Oh, The Jets, they've just got plagued They're just by quarterback injuries slash sicknesses. First, week two now, we had Sam Darnold going out with mono. He is out with mono. So he's not be an out. injury. He's mono. Be- mono is a very serious sickness. They re- it is. They will stay out for months, months, on months because one of my teammates have got it before and he was gone for months. So that's a horrible injury or horrible sickness. Sickness, yeah. And that hurts the Jets a lot because their backup quarterback also got injured with. I think broken an ankle, broken an ankle, ankle. and it was very gruesome. Like, it was. Oh, we saw that one live we as well last night too. on Monday Night Football: Jets versus Browns, and that was oh. it. Hurt to watch. You could see him land wrong on that ankle and, and just did, almost snap. And oof, they're down was, to the third quarterback in the second week of the NFL. That is crazy. The Jets are actually cursed. And you know who that backup, that next backup quarterback is? That fourth string quarterback. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> so we know we could see Le'Veon Bell running back, maybe hand it off to himself if he has to, mm. and just run it right up the middle and see what he can do. Straight QB draws all game. QB draws great all game. And with that, I've gotten a lot of NFL stuff out of the way. I think I think it's time to move on to college football. And I think, should we start with BVU's game, or would we like to start with the Iowa Hawkeyes? We probably got to start with Iowa Hawkeyes because BVU's game was one of the best I ever seen and played in. We'll keep them in. Well, 
air quotes around played. Okay. We'll, played. we'll talk. We'll get to that in a second. But the Cyhawks series was last Saturday. If you don't know what that is, that is the Iowa Hawkeyes taking on the Iowa State Cyclones. It's basically the Iowa Super Bowl because we have no major sports in our state. <laughs> we have nothing. We have college football That's and corn. Got. That is what we have. Oh, I'm, I can't say it. I'm where we yet, but. I'm coming a part of the Iowa State. That's true. Well, Vel, would you like to expand on that, where you're actually I'm from? I'm from California, so I'm a Chargers fan, L.A. Lakers fan. Anything L.A., I'm probably a fan of, and that's it. Yes, so you can see we do bring in a lot of people from around the country here at Buena Vista University, as Lavelle's from California. Myself, I am only from Iowa, about three hours east of campus here, in a small town called Walker, Iowa. And we are all Hawkeye fans there. Well, most of us are. Anyways, back to that game. It's very, It was a very intense game. We missed it because we were at our own college football game here for the Beavers. And Nate Stanley going off for 22, 22 for 35, passing 205 yards. And he was 7 for 11 yards and one touchdown for his rushing. So he had a, more touchdowns rushing than he did passing in that game. It happens. It does happen everywhere you play. It really does. And then Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the Iowa State Cyclones, 24 for 34, 276 yards passing and one touchdown. You would think maybe with him with a passing touchdown, Iowa State might have had a stronger game there, but I have to say it was mostly field goals. As we were looking at Keith Duncan for the Iowa Hawkeyes, 4 for 4 field goals. If you're counting there at home, that'll put the Hawkeyes up to 18 points, and that'll leave... We'll really? have the Cyclones. We'll have 17. They so couldn't that, finish? They couldn't finish in the red zone. They that could is not. bizarre. Bizarre for Kirk Ferentz's Hawkeyes, for sure. Because to win games, you usually have to finish in the red zone. If you don't do that, you're probably not going to win. But we had a field goal every quarter from the Hawkeyes. Final score ended up being 18-17. But the ending of that game left more to be desired as the Iowa State Cyclones had a chance. They had Hawkeyes down to punt. They punt the ball away, and one of our Hawkeye defenders is moving down the field so fast, another Cyclone receiver, number two would be Detrone Young, was going carrying him off, and when he tried to defend away from his punt, punt receiver, he runs into him, knocks him over, and the punted ball hits him in the back and is recovered by the Iowa Hawkeyes to end and the game. That's game. And that was the game, 18-17. And as you know, college game day was there that weekend. Lee Corso even picking the Cyclones to win that game. He, he put the Cyclone he head on and everything. Been mad because that's one of the worst ways to end a game. Like you have a chance, but you lose off of that. Just from your own little mistakes. <laughs> he carried that man all the way back to his own punt receiver and then gets the guy off but can't slow himself down enough to not collide with his own player. That's crazy. And I know that guy, probably Detrone Young, probably feeling really bad this weekend, but Iowa State looking very strong, I will say, one of the stronger years they've had. So I would not expect – I would expect a lot more from them and a lot more success this season along with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Both of them are pretty good teams, and – if they can become better, maybe get a couple losses from the low, lower teams, they could become top 15, top 10 mostly. Right now, Iowa is ranked number 19 in the polls. So us here in Iowa are very, very happy to see that because there was a uh, there was a poll that went out. I saw on Twitter, a couple, I believe a month ago, 
and it had this little graphic on it. It said who everyone in each state feels will win the national championship. And you, of course, you see Alabama and Alabama, Clemson over there, yeah. up in Montana and Idaho. It was all Clemson. There's a couple extra ones showed it, and then like they were all spread out over multiple states almost. And they're in the Midwest is where I'm focusing on. Clemson was kind of around half of Iowa. The other side was almost Alabama, Notre Dame, Michigan. But the entire state of Iowa had the Iowa Hawkeyes that's, to win the national that's championship. Right there, because most states will never pick their own their team. Their own team. Because they know they're not good. But Iowa, that's dedication. That is dedication. You will not see more dedication sometimes than Iowa Hawkeye fans. They fill those stands and they will live, breathe, and die with their team. Golden. Gold and black for those Iowa Hawkeyes. And speaking of breathing and dying, we had our nail biter of a game here last Saturday did night it, for look, our community did night. Did it look like a nail biter at first? That's true. And we had community night here for the Buena Vista Beavers taking on Concordia Bulldogs. And we are a D3 school, so it wasn't quite publicized as much as college game day over in Ames, Iowa. But it should, it have, should been, have been publicized because it was one of the greatest games I ever watched and played in. By play, by I, play yes. Let's explain that now that I we're was, here at this game. I was really, I was hurt. I pulled my, pulled my hamstring in the first quarter when I was guarding receiver on a fade ball. But before, but it was before, it was the play before that I got hurt. But they did score on the next play because I was hurt. On that fade route. That it was a fade. I could not guard him because I could not run no more. Pulled his hamstring, goes down, and fade right down the sideline for touchdown number two of that game. That made it 14-0, and we were already down. And then throughout the first half, we have thrown a pick six, and they we stopped them for a field goal. So it was 24-0 going down at halftime. And I don't know how we did it, but we bounced back, and it was one of the greatest yes. games ever. With BVU victoriously winning 27-24. to 24 It was a great game. In fact, I was on the sidelines myself, dressed up in uniform, down 24-0 to zero at half. I saw a lot of fans leave. Uh, a lot of fans did leave. A lot of fans did leave. And I did have an anonymous source tell me, yeah, we left and we just didn't want to worry about the game anymore. We went over and partied somewhere else, went tailgating and, didn't, and watched other games. And so basically, we had less people in the stands. It was getting darker out, but emotions emotions were high. We had some nice speeches from our junior defensive uh, tackle Mason Wicket over on the sidelines before the second half started, which was nice to hear. And all of our nerves were very calm, surprisingly, as we like to deal with adversity. As again, we were winning that. We were down twenty four and oh at half, and we come back to win twenty seven to twenty four. With 20 points in the fourth quarter. 20 points in the fourth quarter. Which is impressive. Very. Because they, Concordia, they thought they won the game. First half, they thought they won it. They were talking really messy out there. Yes. The game was very sure. messy out there. But, hey, we battled back. Yes. With a lot of help from Morris Aranda, one yes. of our juniors. Here at Buena Vista, a very great player. Might even call him the MVP of that game. Yes. A lot of defensive oh. tackles and his pick six, if you want to talk about that. It was a screen pass, which was on like a third and like 25. He was playing like at the sticks and comes runs down 20 yards. 
and the ball gets tipped, and he catches the ball off the tip with with a hurt ankle. He did does have a hurt ankle right now, and ran that back to the touchdown. That made it what 20, 20, was, 20 to twenty four. I believe and, that was our eighteen to twenty four score or seventeen to twenty four. No, because we had we had to score the next one because that next, next one was our game winner. Yeah, so it was from, twenty four to twenty, or did we go for we didn't go for two? It was no. nineteen because he kicked. He also kicked, he the, kicked PAT the field goal leader because he is the PAT kicker now. That is true, and that last game winning touchdown coming from Dylan Laughlin, a nice short pass over to Josh Lang in the end zone, putting us up twenty seven to twenty well twenty six to twenty four, giving us that first lead ever in that game as we did not score at all in that first half, and then seven points in the third and 20 in the fourth. BVU ending that game 467 yards total, 390 passing, 77 rushing. So you can see where our focus was at towards that second half second in our half was, passing game. was crazy because we have a great receiver all-conference named Eric Pacheco, and he Pacheco. definitely went off in that game with 10 catches. For 226 yards, he was unstoppable. No one can guard him out there. One of the best i ever seen. And he was double-teamed a lot of that game as well. And as we were talking about Dylan Laughlin being our, one of our quarterbacks, our starting quarterback, as we have two that we like to intermix in there, Reyes Lara, 14 for 24, 244 yards, one touchdown and one interception. So very impressive performance out of him and Dylan Laughlin. They both had great games. And it was Reyes at first in that final drive, but he did get hurt. And Dylan did came in and stepped up big and won that game for us. And we did have a couple of injuries in there that we will mention. John Corcoran, as I now pronounce his name right, as I <laughs> pronounced it wrong in the past on air, with an injury to his fibula, fractured fibula out for a couple of weeks. Patrick Spicer, Possible torn ACL, not quite sure on that yet. He, Morris Aranda, that ankle injury again. Spice is out for the year. He's very sad about it, but he will support us through the whole thing. Morris, with his ankle injury, will play no matter what because Morris is a fighter and he's a dog. And true. also me. I have a Your hamstring, strained hamstring, yeah. and I'm out for this week, but hopefully next week we bounce back. Then we might have come back. Darian Beauregard out with bronchitis for a couple days but i'm sure he'll be back by saturday yes sir and that we're running a little overtime on college football here is again trying to keep things even so with the last couple of minutes we have we can get into some fantasy football with our fantasy teams as we are in a league to fantasy league together on yahoo sports i'm also in one on ESPN Fantasy, and I'm I will also have in one ESPN yes. and NFL Fantasy. I have three fantasy teams. from all three providers, and it's crazy because they all score different. Yeah, absolutely, and it's actually good. I love. I had the Patriots defense that went off. Patriots defense in my ESPN Fantasy team with 35 points with two pick sixes, two pick sixes to end the game, and also won 43 to three. It's against the Dolphins. Against the Dolphins, like Which, we're saying, the Dolphins. Not very good so far this season. You hate to see it as a Dolphins fan, but, I mean, sometimes that happens. And a lot more of our top performances, Demarcus Robinson, a name we hadn't heard very often as a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, kind of overshadowed by Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, but going off for as just as much as the Patriots' defense with 35 points. Mm-hmm. Very impressive performance out of him. Right behind them as top performers. Of course, Patrick Mahomes having a great second year, 
after coming off his MVP and Lamar Jackson, our famous, yes. our great dual threat quarterback, and one of your favorites as well, Emmanuel Sanders, twenty eight point eight points. He had a great game. Had the he had the game winning, game tying touchdown. But the Broncos also chose to go for two, but lost the game off of a fifty seven yard field goal to the Bears, and the Bears are having they Bears. had triple kicker troubles in the past but had come out successful in that game you know who was Elsa's had kicker troubles the Jets as we were talking about kicker troubles they have had four different kickers since training camp oh my god last night against the Browns they had their fourth kicker since training camp in that game that's how many kickers they've gone that's through. a lot of kickers and also a notable performance is Odell Beckham Odell back, Beckham back, back in MetLife Stadium he had what, like four receptions, 173 yards, I and a touchdown? something around that. And an 89-yard touchdown His reception. His career longest touchdown, 89 yards. Eight points back in MetLife. What a game for Odell. And I saw a nice graphic from ESPN earlier today how Odell owns that patch of grass over by the end zone because that's where he made his famous – Madden cover catch where it was talked about for weeks, maybe even months. Years. It's still talked about it's still till talked this about. day. He's, that catch is used as an example in other games where Odell isn't even playing. And it's actually amazing because he made another spectacular catch with in one that hand. same area. Same area, same game. Running out that cornerback from the New York Jets and just reaches out in front of him and is able to pull it in for a nice gain too, but... Sadly, the Browns weren't even able to score off that. That's crazy. All they got was a field goal out of it. And he was within, I believe, 11 yards of the goal. They got to finish in the red zone. And it's going to be big this year because a lot of teams are missing field goals that and true. missing kickers. So Adam Vinatieri, one of those they think might be having problems as well. He might retire. He's saying. He has no thoughts of even retiring. And I hope he doesn't. I love Adam Vinatieri and how long he's been around. I'm mad he shaved his beard, though. His the beard, beard was, was nice. Amazing. I loved that. I love beards. And then he shaved it. I don't know and why people shave their beards. Like Andrew Luck's beard. Rest in peace, Andrew Luck, as he's no longer in the league. But <laughs> that was one of the great beards of the NFL, for sure. Eric Weddle's beard. Eric Weddle's When he was beard. on the Chargers, he said he's not shaving it until he went Super Bowl. But we never won the Super Bowl, so he left. So he left. And then he took the beard over to the Baltimore Ravens. And left there, too. And now he's on the Rams. Now so I don't know Rams. if he has the beard still, but hopefully he does. Hopefully he does. And finally, as we're getting down to the final minutes here of our podcast, our very first episode that will hopefully be going out on the Thursday of this week, we'll have our supervisors give us a nice look over as we're new to this whole podcasting thing, but we're having a good time with it, I would say, wouldn't yes. you say? Yes, I would. And for the last thing, I wanted to say, refing in the NFL, how oh, do you feel? Oh, this was your controversial thing that like, you wanted to talk about at the end. Literally, it's blown calls. There was a blown call in the Saints versus Rams Which we saw game live, yes. Where Jared Goff fumbled the ball, but they thought he threw it. He thought it, They, they thought his arm was quotes, in forward motion. Quotes, but Cameron Jordan picked it up and scored a touchdown. And then they say they blew the whistle, which no one heard the whistle. I, I don't know. I think I, I thought I, I heard the whistle. I but definitely – he said he didn't hear the whistle. And well, that's I in the say, intensity of the game. The players aren't going to hear it. And then he, after in his press conference, he called the refs footlockers. And it was very – it was very widely named. Yes, it was. Very widely. All the 
social media was blowing up because Cameron Jordan called the refs footlockers. That's in reference to the footlocker employees as a shoe store. <laughs> they wear the referee stripes as their store uniforms. Yes, sir. And that call for sure, he took that a long ways, too. That was at least 70, was, 80 yards, I yeah, believe. Yeah, it was 80. I think it was 84-yard touchdown. Yeah. They could have had, and they didn't score a touchdown the whole game. So that was the one they had. And mm-hmm. I believe they. it was a close game as well. I believe it was ended up being very close. It was actually 27-3. to three, but 27-3? to three? They couldn't score on offense. But oh, it was, I swear it was, it was closer it was than that. Game. It was a good game still. But other than that, how about challenging P.I. calls? P.I.s. That came from the Saints-Rams games last year in the postseason. And as we could tell watching Sunday football all Sunday long after our game on Saturday, there was a lot of complications that came with challenging yes, those calls. Because they also, if they wasn't P.I., you can't challenge holding calls, but they missed the holding call, they say. So why can't you? So a question I have is why can't you challenge anything else but P.I.s? Because the only challenge P.I.s. They're probably thinking it gets way too complicated, and it makes it complicated enough for them as it is. Yes. As I saw them, they saw it was a pass interference. They challenged the pass interference and like, wait, this isn't pass interference, but this is something else. But we can't. You can't challenge that, so it's not a exactly. flag. Exactly. So, so you don't get the first down. You so don't that's where the all their thing. confusion comes from. It's it's actually crazy. But I think they're gonna change. They gotta change it back, maybe, or make it so you could do some something else. Absolutely. And with our time about out, we'll have to give a quick prediction here. We had some high performance predictions from Mahomes, Jackson, and Odell again going into Week Three, and our other great one, Dallas defense against Miami. We saw how Patriots did. Dallas has a great defense as well. They should hopefully have some great points in fantasy against them. And then our low performances of week three, My anyone own. that plays on Miami. Just Miami anyone that plays on Miami. is not a good team right now, and they need to fix it. They really do. And with that, I am Austin West. This has been Lavelle Harris next to me. And that will be the end here of episode one of Football Unfocused.